Hello and welcome to the Filmmaking Stuff Podcast, where you'll get insider tactics on how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, LA-based motion picture executive, Jason Brubaker. Today I want to talk to you about distribution and specifically self-distribution and sort of the greater context of hey, Jason, you know, I I have this film that I made and I'm getting approached by a lot of smaller distributors. Does it make sense for me to take a distribution deal with a smaller distributor or should I go out and self-distribute my film? It's a great question. Um, And I think for those of you that that are just kind of hearing this for the first time, let me define what I think a small distributor is. And, and you might, some of you that are veterans and you're listening to this, you may have a different idea. But, but my perception of a small distributor is typically a distribution company with around maybe max 15 to 20 employees. And they're trying to pick up 15 to 20 titles a month to throw them against the wall and see what sticks. Or in other words, they're getting them in all the digital platforms in the hopes that one of the titles that they're picking up is the one that just hits a home run and keeps the lights on for for months and months and months to come, right? That's how I view a small distributor. And and so the question um, that was posed to me was, does it ever make sense to go with one of them? And and I want to turn that question back to you, especially if you're thinking about the same thing. Does it ever make sense to go with one of those distributors? Well, you can only answer that if you know what your goals are. You know, what are your expectations for the distribution deal? Do you want money? Do you want exposure? Do you want some sort of ginormous marketing plan? Do you want some sort of limited theatrical release? I mean, these things that I just mentioned, these are all bullet points or bargaining chips that distributors will use to acquire your film, especially if they're interested. And here's the thing that you have to be cognizant of. You First, you got to think about your own goals, but you also have to think about what's best for your film from a business perspective. I'm going to tell you, like, there's there's a little secret that I've learned, I guess, working in film distribution. Uh, some of these smaller distributors, they don't have a lot of money. You know, they're not a major studio like Warner Brothers. They, they can't do, like, a huge advertising or marketing campaign. So the secret is, even sometimes when these distributors promise marketing, usually what happens is, behind the scenes, they're picking up their 15 to 20 titles for that particular month. And then what they're doing is they're reaching out to the marketing company or the PR firm that they have on retainer. And then those marketing companies or PR firms are going to evaluate the 20 or so titles. And out of that, they're going to choose like one or two or maybe three, uh, maybe four if you're lucky, but probably not. And they're going to say, you know what, out of all these titles, we can get behind these. I think there's something that we can do here, right? And, and so the big question for you is what happens to the 17 other titles that aren't being touched by that, quote, marketing or PR company? What happens then? Well, typically what happens is those films also make their way into the popular marketplace. And when that happens, you know, one or two things will happen. One, by uh, lightning in a bottle, you know, the market picks up on that particular film that even though it doesn't have a marketing or PR campaign, there's just something about it that grabs the attention of the marketplace and, and it does exceptionally well, especially for a film nobody's ever heard of. But what I just described very, very rarely ever happens. What typically happens is your film goes out through one of these small distributors, it gets in the marketplace, 
And then you say to the distributor, like, okay, well, what are you guys doing to push it? Well, actually, we we did our job. We got you into the marketplace. You'll hear this sometimes. We got you out there. We, we tried to get you a special placement on the platform. Uh, we couldn't. Sorry. Um, so I think, you know, the next best thing now that the film's in the marketplace is sh you should go out and you should reach out to at least your friends and family, uh, both you and your cast and your crew. Get everybody on the phone. Start making some calls. Make as many sales as you possibly can. And, and like, look, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that kind of effort is probably going to garner you some sort of sales success. If you're in a popular marketplace like a Google Play or an iTunes, uh, you could potentially rise in the sales rankings. And the more you more sales you make, the more you rise in the rankings, the more you, you rise in the rankings, the more people to discover your work. But if you're out there hustling so hard, and by the way, you're in a distribution deal for the next five to seven to 15 years, where you gave up 15 to 20 to 25% or even 30% of every dollar you made just to work with the distributor, just so they'll cover your encoding expenses. I mean, heck, some distributors make even pay your own encoding expenses and they still take 30% off the back end. And, and lo and behold, now you're out there hustling. And, and unlike, you know, using a, a flat fee per service aggregator to get into the marketplace, now you're given, you know, like I said, 15 to 30% of every dollar you make based on your own sweat and your own hustle back to the distributor. And, and for what? Well, it's because they're so-and-so and you've heard of so-and-so. So now you get to work with so-and-so and that feels really good. But at the end of the day, like feelings don't necessarily pay your rent, right? You got mouths to feed. So, you know, when you're evaluating distribution deals, and by the way, I want to be clear, I am not here to say all film distributors are bad. There's a lot of really good, hardworking film distributors out there. I know it's easy to demonize film distributors, but at the end of the day, there's some really good, hardworking people. But for every good or hardworking person, there's probably two or three sharks. And I'm talking to you specifically about how to avoid the sharks. So, you know, in a, in a, in a couple podcasts ago, I talked about the seven lies that film distributors like to tell. Um, but, but certainly the part about marketing is one that really, really gets me. Um, the other one that you got to watch out for is sometimes, you know, you're trying to make a distribution deal, but there's no cash, right? They're not paying you any money. It's a rev share deal. Just like I said, you, they get the uh, your film into the marketplace. They get a percentage of every dollar you make. Okay, great. But how did they land that deal with you if they're not paying you money? Well, oftentimes what they'll do is they'll say, you know what? We're going to put this in the movie theaters in, in a limited platform release for, you know, a couple days. We'll get you a few screens. And, and all of a sudden, you know, from a, from a filmmaker's perspective, your eyes start to glaze over. You, you start having these imaginings of, of, you know, people just showing up. Like you start imagining Star Wars, right? Like I, I wasn't, you know, I was too young back in the day to, to understand how it all played out. But from what I understand from watching the footage and stuff, when Star Wars called on, there were literally people around the block trying to get into Star Wars. That's what you imagine in your mind. And film distributors know that. They know that they could dangle the carrot of a limited theatrical release and you're all too happy to give up your film just to get it into the marketplace. But I want you to look closely. I want you to look closely because sometimes those distributors are using, you know, a, a flat fee per service platform like Tug. Um, you can check it out at Tug.com, T-U-G-G.com. 
great platform. But 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 at the end of the day, if you discover something like that, my gosh, you could have used Tug yourself. You could have got the same exact theatrical release. But now now you've given up your film for five to seven to fifteen years, paying anywhere from fifteen to thirty percent of every dollar you make. Again, ultimately based on your own sweat and hustle. So the big question you have to ask yourself before you sign on the line that is dotted, you got to look that distributor straight in the eye and say, what are you doing for me over and above the things that I can do on my own? And listen very closely to the response. Anyway, if you like today's episode, you're going to love my sell your movie system. You can check it out over at sell. I'm sorry, it's over at howtosellyourmovie.com. Again, visit howtosellyourmovie.com and go through the whole training program. Um, get a good understanding of film distribution, even if you're not ready for film distribution. It's never too soon to learn how film distribution works. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Filmmaking Stuff podcast with Jason Brubaker. If you like our show and want to get more filmmaking info, make sure you check out filmmakingstuff.com and join us every week for new filmmaking tactics. Until next time, take action and make your movie now.